From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 602. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by returning champion Brad Dowdy. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? What did I win? Nothing. Uh, is there a, this episode? Is there a cool prize? You won. Oh. You won this episode. Congratulations! Did I win a? You did I win it. a title belt? I could be down for that. I will work on that for you. We'll see. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, you won some space goggles on your birthday week. So how's sure that for did. a sentence? That was great. I also met Tim Cook, which was awesome. <laughs> you sent that picture, and I about fell out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was such a good picture. It was like a, that, it was a weird there's, day. There's a there's a lot there's a lot going on in that picture, and it was yeah. kind of amazing. <laughs> That was a, that was was a strange day, but in a good way, you know. Just can like, I ask you a very weird? Can I ask you a very weird question? Yep. Does he know who you are? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, so probably not. Sid. I'm yeah. gonna assume no. I would guess no. Yeah, yeah I would I'm, guess I'm no. But I had to ask. No. I was curious. Like I. He sh- like, technically he probably shouldn't. No, right? he shouldn't. Like, Th- look, he shouldn't. People, but I was more curious. There are people at Apple that are maybe a level down that that I right. would expect would be at least somewhat familiar with me. In fact, I had a conversation with um, Greg Joswiak. So he's the guy who sure. does like marketing now. And I introduced myself to him and kind of said that I worked with Jason, and he's and then he was aware of who I was. Gotcha. But yeah. like that's the maximum level I'm hitting. Like, no, mm-hmm. Tim Cook doesn't know who any of us are, and he shouldn't. Exactly. <laughs> like, he should. He's yes. working with like presidents. Right. right? I just kind of had to ask though. I kinda had to ask. If Tim knew who I was, I would be concerned he wasn't doing his job properly, honestly. Yes. It's like <laughs> there are people yes. that should know like about the you know, the community that we're in, but I don't think it's right. him. But he right, was right, so right. nice, Brad. Like mm-hmm. I've met lots of people like him in my life, you know, like people mm-hmm. that, that are like really important and do really important things. And I think he may have been the nicest. Like, awesome. He was just so sweet, so humble, which is just, I can't, I just can't wrap my head around how somebody can, of his like stature could be that way. But yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip and uh, you've been a very, very busy boy. So I appreciate you uh, making time for for us Come pen on. and paper geeks here well, on the. Uh, I appreciate you always taking care of me when I need to be away, and I appreciate your guests. And David was wonderful. It was a really good, really <laughs> good, different episode of the show, which I like exactly, um, exactly. Talking about like content creation and and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, which is obviously something that I think an outsized proportion of our listeners care about or are interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I, I, I really appreciated that conversation, and I expect a lot of our listeners did too. Yeah, it's really good to talk with David because even though we're in the same space, we have like no crossover. Like we might review the same product, but sure. how we do things are completely different. Yeah, and it's good to have friendships and conversations with people who do the same thing you do, but completely differently, right? Like yep. he's very, very focused on YouTube. He's obviously really great at it. Um, and, you know, like I don't do any YouTube like product videos, you know, like he does. Sure. And but we're in the same space. We know the same people. We do the same things. We have the same, you know, problems. We have the same, you know, benefits and 
things like that. So it's great to get that perspective from David and everyone always likes hearing from him um, just because of, you know, the, um, the, how popular his, his YouTube channel is. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just really cool to, uh, I, I get to talk to him pretty frequently, but we, it's like I said, when uh, we were, we were talking to, uh, that it had been four years since he'd actually been on the podcast. So it was good to get him back on and uh, go through some of the stuff that he's going through, yep. uh, you know, time. on the YouTube channel. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, you had a little stationary visit while you were in yes. uh, New York City. Yeah, uh, we went to Kinokanuya. Um, mm-hmm. And it really was just a case of I, I wanted to take Adina there because I just thought it would be weird. And, it, and yeah. it was weird. I mean, it's a weird store, right? It's a it's weird like, store. Yeah, you've been there before. at this bookstore, which feels mm-hmm. like a bookstore, which is like any bookstore in, in New York or, you know, like it's just got that bookstore vibe and they cut, mm. they have different types of products, right? Like there's a lot more Japanese products, like a lot more manga and that kind of stuff. But it's like, okay, it's like a specialty bookstore. And then you go downstairs and it's like a cave of stationery. <laughs> and it was truly Brad, one of the funniest things because like you go down, we go downstairs and like, we're like walking around and looking through the, the, um, aisles and stuff and it's also crammed i'm just saying like so you know like just pay attention to what's on the shelves because there's mm-hmm. stuff in this store which like, you just can't get otherwise right like it's coming from japan yeah. and everybody downstairs like all of the staff they're only speaking japanese to each other mm-hmm. which is funny right because like, you just like you very quickly feel like you're not in new york anymore and like i'm like there was a moment where i was like where am i right now like i had that <laughs> thought like it, it kind of threw me off yeah, because it's it's like a basement. There's no windows yeah. down there. Like it's it's below ground level. Yeah, and like nobody's speaking English anymore, and it's just the two of us down there, and then like five members of staff. And mm-hmm. it was also just like I wanted to look at the pens, right? They have like pens in this cabinet in the middle, but they were doing right. some kind of stock unpacking, and they just <laughs> would not get out of the way. Like, and like any time, like they would just be pushing past us. It was like a very funny. Very fun interaction. It felt very immersive uh, in its own yeah. way. But yeah, we poked around. It was a good time. Um, yeah. I picked up a couple of like esoteric items that were more just kind of like product research for me because I, I have some ideas that I'm working yeah. through right now that uh, it's, it's like way, way, way too early that I'm, it probably nothing will come of it. But I'm becoming like interested in like mechanisms of notebooks. Sure. And so... I found some stuff there which was like, oh, okay. Like I've never, this is very different to the stuff that I've seen um, from US stores. So I picked some stuff up just for that, but nothing of nothing of great interest for the show, to be honest. Yeah, but that's why these shop visits are important, right? Mm-hmm. Because you get to see these things. And like I could trade, like I don't remember anything about the upstairs. I, I guess it's been five years since we've been, maybe six. And yep. like, I don't remember anything about the upstairs, but like I could trace my steps through the downstairs um, yep. section, you know, as long as it hasn't been rearranged and it's just like a cavern. <laughs> it's literally yeah. like, it's almost like floor to ceiling like stuff. And you literally just have to stop and stare because you're going to walk past something that you might be uh, interested in or looking for. And you can just walk right past it because it is so packed. And it, it's funny. Like, I remember they were, they were stocking the shelves when we were in there that time. Like, it's just boxes and stuff everywhere. Yep. Um, but really, all good it, was stuff a, too. it was actually just a very gotta find it. fun experience. Like I liked yep. that experience maybe more than actually being able to look at the pen cabinet because really I shouldn't have bought anything <laughs> because of how expensive <laughs> that trip ended up being with my new face computer. Sure. You know? Yes. <laughs> 
So uh, that was your travel. Mm-hmm. I was scheduled to travel uh, this week. This was going to be our California Pen Show prep episode. But as I've shared online, I've had a family emergency come up. Um, just to let everyone know, I'll share like a couple of details um, just so everyone's on the same page. People my, get my worried, father, right? Which is, which yeah, is yeah, really, yeah. Like, so you kind of want to put people at ease. I, yeah, it's weird like saying these things out loud, yep. but like I do appreciate that I I have people online that care about like yep. what I do, and yep. you know if I change my plans, like people need to know, and I think that's it's I I'm lucky, right? Like I'm very lucky, and this week has shown that I'm lucky to have like family close by and uh, able to help because my my father in law took a fall. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in intensive care, and. He, the long-term prognosis is great. He's going to make full recovery. It's just like the dealing with like the next month worth of stuff is just thrown us all for a loop, um, you know, with my wife and uh, getting everything coordinated. So I need to be here and yeah. I'm glad to be here and I'm glad that we have the support systems that we have where we live and we're very fortunate in that fact. And we're fortunate there is no long-term repercussions. Um, but yeah, like that definitely threw, uh, I, I, it was a not even a question that I was going to cancel this trip once once this happened. It's you know just it's it's an easy decision to take care of the family. Family always is going to come first for me, um, and like in this situation, it's it's the easiest decision I could make. So that's uh, I didn't want to spook everybody and and you know have everyone freak out, but um, that's just like a thing, you know. You know I'm of a certain age now, Mike, which means my parents are a certain age and my wife's parents are a certain age, and yeah. These yeah. are the things you're never ready for until you get a phone call and are heading to the emergency room, yep. and then everything happens from there. So that's where I'm start, at right now. You know, I've, I've had stuff like this in the last few yep. years. Like these mm-hmm. things, they catch up to you when you get to your mid thirties, and then it just it keeps going, right? And yep. then like yep, because people age, and then things happen, and the other I think right. the bigger thing is you become responsible, right? Right. So like yep. I feel like for a lot of people, you get to your mid thirties, it's like, oh, now you are responsible for your parents now. Like that's right. that's the way this goes. They raised you, and now you need to like help them. Like it's yep. just the way it goes. Yep. So uh, again, thank you everyone for reaching out, and I did feel like I should share um, some some details. Uh, especially since I was so, <laughs> I wrote a whole article about how excited I was for the California trip and then yeah. I had to cancel it. So like, that's like, I'm totally good with that. Like, that's just is what it is. But um, I wanted to give an update. So to that end, um, my schedule, travel schedule has gotten weird, but I went, I did want to mention it because I've actually, before any of this happened, and since we have last talked, I had booked two new events. So okay. I was already going to Atlanta like at the beginning of April, I guess that's still on, you know, that could be up in the air still, but you know, I'm planning on going to that, especially since it's just a drive. If nothing else, I could make a day trip if I had to. Um, and then I'm probably not doing anything until I come see you in London. Mm-hmm. And that's when the schedule, that's when I uh, kind of lost my mind a little bit on the schedule and, and just went for it, Mike. Um, so I was already planning on not going to the DC pin show, which is the week after uh, Relay FM because I went last year to DC, but I wanted to go to the San Francisco Pen Show. Um, so I went ahead and booked that, which is at the end of August. And then all of a sudden, I started getting these messages and mails and links and seeing these things about the Yoseka Stationery Fest. And I started looking into this and I was like, oh, that is cool, but that's like, you know, uh, 10 days, like actually probably less than 10 days. 
seven days after I get back from London or, you know, like a week, week and a half after I get back from London. I was like, ah, that's pretty tight. And I got a lot going on. So I kind of just watched it and didn't really think too much of it. And then the more I let that sit and the more I read about it, (laughs) it became, I got a feeling about it that like I could not miss what they're doing for this event. Plus I've, Yosek has always been on like, I should just take like a weekend, you know, take my wife to New York um, go to Yoseka and do some other things in the city. And yeah, I've always wanted to get up there. So this was kind of the perfect time. Wow. The brands they have pretty it's, mad. I'm already more than happy with my decision. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care how tired I am on their website. Like the exhibitors that they have, but you've got Blackwing, mm-hmm. CY is coming, Estabrook, mm-hmm. Pilot, Sailor, Travelers, Superior labor. Superior labor. Yeah. Yamamoto. This isn't everyone, but like there's just yeah. some of the names that are jumping out to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh Abby Sai, who I got to meet at San Francisco a couple years ago. She's like a, a big time like travel Leonardo uh, blogger. Luxury yeah. brands. Mm-hmm. Wow. So huh. I I almost got to the point where I couldn't not go to this just for coverage. Right, like this I feel feels like this to could, me. I feel like, like it the, could be an important event. Yeah, this feels like the beginning of a. If it works, like this could be a new, new New York pen show, right? Like, right. So mm-hmm. this feels like it, that's. Yeah. No, I see why you're doing it. That is a. Yeah. This it, that is an impressive showing for a first yeah. time event. Right? Exactly. The buy-in they have on the front end has already caused them to get more space, and it's. Mm. I I'm shocked in, in a very good way. So Three it's going to be good. So. Too. Wow. Yeah. And, hmm. you know, I think a lot of people don't like it. I kind of like that it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, <laughs> as opposed to the weekend, even though that's probably limiting to a lot of people. I've heard some people say, you know, why isn't it on the weekend? Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of good. Give it a go. There's benefits and disadvantages. Like, but like, what would that, what is that going to look like? Interesting. I'm not sure. So I am, I, it was, I got to the point where I was like, I just, I, I have to go. To, so I know, right? Like I got, I got to know what this is about so I can mm-hmm. share this information. Like I feel like that's the biggest thing about me and what I do for a living now is like, I just want to share information, help people, teach people, educate people. And, you know, yeah, it's awesome that I get to go travel to this amazing show, but it's really because I want to share the experience with everyone else. So maybe they know what it's like and maybe they go next time or something like that. Like that's kind of like my goals these days um, when I'm, um, you know, talking about pens and, and doing things like that. You know, even though we still talk about products, um, you know, I've very much been thinking about the story, the more the storytelling aspects. I know that's a word I use a lot and, um, you know, just being able to share information and educate. So I think that's somewhere I feel like I almost have to be there and uh, I'm excited about it. So uh, should be fun. Should be fun. Very cool. All right. So well, just say about the, the, so obviously you're coming over for the London yeah. live show that we're doing in July. Yeah. But yeah. there is a possibility that we're going to do something pen, ad- pen addict related around yeah. that date and we'll have more information on that later on yeah for sure there's a couple of stationary stores uh we don't talk about them a lot on this show although we've talked about choosing and keeping plenty mm-hmm. uh present and correct is another store um that i i might want to like take an afternoon and hit up both of those stores and take like a small group of people who are interested and would kind of coordinate that stuff but i'm going to reach out to the stores and we have some contacts at choosing keeping they've been great so yep. um so we'll, yeah, that's we'll that's all back. stuff TBD, yeah, TBD, but that's kind of like my thought process to like pick an afternoon close to the event, um, 
to where the most amount of people can go, even if it's, you know, four of us, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have more on that uh, as we get closer, but that's something on my list to be working on. So yeah, yeah. it's good. Also on my list, just a little bit of follow-up from the Kickstarter episode that we did at episode 599. So we had this, like, when you take a week off and I get a guest, it ends up, we can end up being like almost like two or three weeks, depending on how the timing goes, from when we talk about a product and put out a show, and then information comes out hours after the show and then we don't get to talk about it again for like three weeks and that's what happened with the namisu nova pocket pen so this was the funny this was one of the great show titles ever the the win clip where clip y clip show and literally within a couple of hours after we released episode 599 and we're talking specifically about the clip on the namisu nova pocket pen and i said i would probably back it if it didn't have a clip guess what they did they added they, they changed it. <laughs> they 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 added an option to not have a clip. So guess what? I backed it. They also uh it also helped that they added an Ultim model. Um so so I can get an Ultim clipless pen. So I was like, fine, I will back it, Namisu. <laughs> Were you listening and changed it already? But no, that's not the case. So No, I'm um, pleased they, they did that. <laughs> I'm pleased I'm genuine, I'm pleased they did that. I think yeah. that was a, a really good idea from them. Yeah, yeah, it's still a super weird pen, but like that's kind less of like weird. The deal, like the that's images the on the page with mm-hmm. the clipless one, it it's looks sharp. It looks right? way way better to me. Yeah, I I agree, better. and like I that's that's why I backed it right, and um I I just think it's a better looking pen, and uh, I will enjoy it more. And of course, you know, like I'm you know, put my money where my mouth is. I said if it had didn't have a clip, I, I I'd probably uh, be in. And boom, there it is. And not only that, it had an uh, ultimate. One, so this is going really well. Yeah, it's closed. Uh, I mean, it's 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 fun. Oh, I mean, it's final. It went it's sorry, went very well, but still <laughs> went very well. They, they yeah. raised 172,000 pounds. That's I'll have incredible. To look at, yeah, I'll have to look at some of their Kickstarters because they're a very active Kickstarter project. Yeah. This has to be the biggest one in years because I've backed some of the other ones, like the pencil one I backed and some of the other ones I've backed, and I know they haven't it's gone that It's the biggest that, that since big. the Ixion. Okay, which was the second one that they did. No, they that, did the, that was way they, more. The, the Ixion was the did, one with like the, the... It's the faceted barrel. The faceted barrel, but they'd done right. like four before that. Had they? Okay, I just remember the cigar type torpedo shaped pins yeah that was that, that was were the earlier. first ones the, the Ixion one, the, was the, the one that Nova came out with the blue one is mm-hmm. now their second most successful in terms of backer numbers okay that after the Ixion which yes me and you both got the blue one mm-hmm. yeah good stuff good stuff so um since i was clicking buttons on kickstarter i went and backed the enso bolt um that's the retractable one is that one still going that one might still be active i can't remember i think it's got a few days left probably yeah, nine days left. Um, they're almost at like 150 grand. And this is one of those. So where the Namisu, like my, this is my thought process, right? The, the, the Namisu is just cool and interesting. I think I'm going to enjoy it and fun. This is more of let me learn about this product backing, mm-hmm. right? Like I looking at this pen, I don't know that I personally need this pen, Right, it doesn't totally like check all my boxes, but I think it's an interesting concept and kind of the perfect review pen, where like I may get more personal use and enjoyment out of the Namisu. Um, this is one that I felt like I should back 
just to kind of get an idea oh, of I'm how this you, works. Do people have, like it? Yeah, I yeah. think I think uh, I need to know what you say from this. Right, right. Like I know David was talking about it, and like mm-hmm. I was listening to what he was saying, and I believe yeah. him, but I'm still not convinced. I 100 percent. And watch, I watch the video, and yeah. there's other people that have reviewed it, and it's like I'm. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, oh, yep, it seems like it's very risky (laughs) to me. I think that's the best way to put it. This is a high risk um, pin, although the price is not necessarily like it was $84, $89, something like that. But it's a high risk of is this going to be something that works well for a lot of people? (laughs) That that has remained to be seen. So the last one, and since you know we discussed them as three different projects, I might as well go ahead and talk about the Big Eye Design. I was gonna, I was, I bought these other two or backed these other two, and I was like, screw it, I'm going in. Let's oh. just do that. Let's do that. And I missed the it closed. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it, it it closed out. And I was like, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> I went into what happened was they limited the rewards, so I actually went in and I pulled up this page, and it's like nine hours left. You know, when it when it gets into like the last forty eight hours, it does. Kind of a countdown. Um, nine hours left. I was like, okay, well, I've already, I'm in for two. Let's just be in for three. And then the only option left was you had to buy two. That it had, a, it was like basically uh-huh. a two pack of the pen, and I wasn't going to back three hundred dollars worth of this pen. So, um, so yeah, I just skipped that one. So <laughs> I was, I was, I was in right until I wasn't. Right until I had to buy two of them. So, uh, That's pretty but funny. yeah, they like I'm, I'm always pro campaigns limiting rewards like i don't have a problem that i didn't get that and this is like one of the smaller increases in price in post um post kickstarter availability like it's going to go from 150 to 175 so it's not like i'm missing out like i'm not you know i'm not mad i didn't save 25 dollars on this pen or whatever you know yeah not a big deal. So, any, I just thought that was kind of funny. I was like, "Well, I've already done it, so let's just do the other one." Fine, and then I wasn't allowed to, so because I didn't want two of them, that which works for me. So, um, I think you should go sell me some other pens, especially since I'm not going to the uh, California Pen Show. Uh, oh. What do our good friends got, at Pen Chalet have for me to check out this I week? I got the t- I got the stuff for you over here. All right, right. So oh, this God. episode, it is brought to you by our great friends over. At Pen Chalet. They have your favorite brands and the products you're looking for. Whether you're looking for something new from Lamy or Sailor or Caveco, from Monteverde, from anyone else, actually, you just go to the brands page. It goes on forever and it grows all the time, as well as <laughs> Pen Chalet's offering. Whether you're looking for a rollerball or a fountain pen, maybe you want a mechanical pencil, maybe you're looking for some refills, some carrying cases, some other accessories. It doesn't matter. They're adding new products every month and new discounts every two weeks. Pen Chalet have fast and reliable customer service with free shipping on orders of over $75 in the US. They sell internationally with great shipping rates and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee on their high quality pens sold at low prices. Go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password PENADDICT for this week's special offers and to get the code you need to save 10% on anything at any time over at Pen Chalet. I want to read. Uh, so every week I, I email Ron at Pen Chalet mm-hmm. and I'm like, or every two weeks, and I'm like, hey, just letting you know you're up next week. Let, let me know if there's anything you want us to talk about. And Ron said to me, I've set up weekly deals more than normal. So it's definitely worth looking at. That's what okay, Ron told me. So I'm literally, what I was going to start with before you even said with said anything, this is the most 
uh, amount of change I've seen on our page in quite a long time. Yep. And this is a page that you want to go want to go check out because there's things that aren't normally listed in in as far as categories of products goes, right? So, let me hit a couple right out the gate and the first one is the Euchre's um Euchre's fiber tip pen. This is a refillable uh fountain pen ink pen that a lot of people have had questions about over the years. Um it's just like these these roller balls that you can fill with uh and I think they have fiber tips too that um you can fill with fountain pen ink cartridges. And they're pretty cool and they are so cheap, like you almost can't do it. And in conjunction with that, I don't know if he did this on purpose, I have never seen so many inks on here. Mm -hmm. Um, You usually don't get discounts on inks, right? There's just not a lot of margin in there for, you know, like a lower end price. But there are Krishna inks available. There are Monteverde color changing inks available. There are Kurataki inks available. There are Montegrappa inks available. There are Mayora inks available. We never see this on our deals page um, from Pen Chalet. So you got, you have to go check this stuff out. Like I am going to go look at some of these inks. Um, the Monteverde one, uh, excuse me, the Montegrappa ones. Um, I'm interested in the Mayora ones I haven't checked out before. Like this is really good stuff for me to go look at. And then just randomly, he throws in like a really sweet Paniter, like which is a really exp- this model is a, like a very expensive model that's like fifty percent off, which is kind of beautiful looking. And well, the, like, I haven't even Karen, the Paul Smith Karen dash pens are in here. Oh well, that's and one of my favorites. I haven't even gotten there. Claim your style. That's in there too. Really, the Benu yeah. Minima, which is a very popular. That's the small, the small um, Benu, which a lot of people like. I've never seen it at that price. Um, I, I haven't even gotten to the Karen Dash stuff that Mike's looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Tabalt, yeah. So I am just kind of, wow. I am, oh, there's Robert Oster inks on here. Wow. You've okay. Got everything. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything yeah. is here. And these here. Karen Dash 849. So, yeah, I'm going to go look at this after the show today so I can dig into it a little bit more. There is so much good stuff. Y'all need to go check it out uh, over at Penchalet. That is P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PENADDICT to get the special offers and the code you need to save 10% uh, anytime at Penchalet. Our thanks to Penchalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. Funny story I was thinking about when I was going to the California Pen Show. That's uh, somewhere Ron would show up randomly. Yes. And I was I was going to be on a high alert for Ron a watch. Ron sighting because that's my that's my favorite thing to do is to, is to find Ron and and go grab him when no one else knows what he looks like. It's it's really fun. <laughs> so we'll we'll see if he's there. I'll see. I'll look in the background of uh, my friend's photos see if I see him wandering around back there. So we'll see. All right, Mike, we got our shout-out of the week. Shout-out of the week. Um, this is the multiple shout-outs of the week because we've missed the the last two between our uh, episode 600 um, kind of uh, celebration and then uh, me talking with uh, David Parker last week. Um, I wanted to – we've had a the opportunity for two Meet Your Maker posts from Caroline uh, to be published on the, at the Pen Act. Um, one from um, Rich Paul at River City Pinco and one from Bart Connor at uh, Zodiac Pinco. Y'all should go read both of those. Caroline puts a lot of time and effort into these, does an amazing job, and I appreciate um, both Rich and Bart uh, taking some time out of their busy pin making schedules and pin pin show season to uh, share their stories with us. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure to 
point those out. Go check out what they make. I have pins from both of them. I, I love what they do. They're really great people, and uh, I always enjoy seeing them at pin shows. And, uh, you know, check them out. I think uh, Rich might be in California. Then I think Bart's going to be in maybe Baltimore and Atlanta. We'll have to go look at their schedules. But um, they're at a lot of pin shows, so uh, definitely go say hi to them. Go check out what they offer. Tell them you read their article at the Pin Addict, uh, the Meet Your Makers, and uh, go say hi. Make great stuff. All right, since it has been so long since we last talked, this is we're going to continue down the update path. The Lamy Safaris we spoke about in, I don't know, episode 597 or so, um, when we got the first sneak peek at the new 2024 Safari. Um, we have official names, and we have official U.S. release dates. I don't know the worldwide release dates, release dates but February 15th. Um, so that's uh, Thursday, February the 15th. The Lamy Safari Violet Blackberry and Pink Cliff will be launched. Not only are people very excited about these colors, they are both coming with inks. And that always seems to be a really huge, fun thing for the Safari update. So um, I will be getting into those. For sure, I love both of these colors. Um, I'll, buy, uh, I'll buy a couple to give away and... I'll probably pick one of them, whichever one's my favorite to use, but I, I really like that and they're coming soon. So, um, maybe instead of me going to the, since I'm not at the California pen show, we're going to have to continue our shopping spree over at Penn Chalet and add the, add the Lamy Safaris into, into the basket as well. Um, did you like these? I think you liked them pretty well. Like when uh, they came yeah, out, yeah, they look good. They're different. Yeah, I like them. I like. Them. I like that. There's just color variance in the grip and the and the body. Like that. That's fun for me because that's rare. I mean, yes. They, there's this one post that you put in the show notes where I think they show every single one. Yep, exactly. And this is the that's first ex- time they've had different grip section colors. That's exactly why I posted this. It's a really yeah. neat graphic. It's like a four-panel Instagram, and you scroll through from. I I have. <laughs> have a lot of comments on the early days um so they start out from 2004 and go through the kind of the run of safari limited editions and you go through them and you're going oh yeah these look great these look great these look great and it's like oh here's two with alternate color grip sections it's like yes these look great so i'm very happy with these but if you go back on this page i didn't i kind of realized it at the time but it didn't really i wasn't really obsessed uh, (laughs) as i am now (laughs) 2009 yeah. and 2011 <laughs> are the same and 2000, 2009 2010 and 2011 are the same pink pen <laughs> what the heck <laughs> they just kept it going baby they look here's what's happened Brad. they got way excited in 2009 and ordered too many and and they were selling them for the next three oh, years oh just you wait i have we wait till we get to the next link oh um, i know what's going on yeah <laughs> um so yeah, I didn't realize that that pink one just it's literally the just, exact same pen because the joke was what happened in 2012, 2013 and 2015 when they just did various shades of green, right? Like yeah. the greenish yellow became it was like, "Oh, is it another green pen this year?" and and then they would release it as like, "Yep, it's a green pen." I had no idea they did pink for 3 years in a row and not even a variance, like literally the exact it's same It's the one. exact same pen. Nothing changed. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exact same pen. Something weird happened yeah. there, or maybe maybe it was massively popular, right, or something. I don't know. We'll go with that. 
Maybe, Mike, it was so popular they decided to add it to their special edition range uh, into the permanent catalog. What do you think? Maybe that's what they should have done with the pink one because that's what they did with, with the pastel ones uh, from a few years ago. So Lamy put out another post, which, you know, this is just me being uh, doing, doing my content creator thing, right? Lamy Global, breaking news, a selected number of our special edition pins which we couldn't sell, are now part of our standard huh. product range from now on. <laughs> I was you like, think really? they couldn't sell them? <laughs> if I mean, you had like, to, let me, let me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this. If you went back to the other posts and you had four pages of Lamy Safaris, which three would you pick to add to the regular product lineup? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the three pastel ones. <laughs> that the, were the, just the released last is, year. It's, it's a, it would be an odd change, right? If you couldn't... Okay, I see what you're saying, but if it's taking it from another another direction... <laughs> I if know. you couldn't sell these pens, why would you sell them forever? Because you have inventory. Yeah, but they'll, like how they'll much be forever inventory? forever until they're gone. They'll be, they'll be forever until they're gone. You think so? Yeah, because no one will care about them five years from All now. All right. I it's mean, like, oh man! Sure, I see that. I see yeah. that. I, no, it's probably like that's just me being you be being snarky. Sure, add them to the regular lineup. It's fine. But all the other ones they added are all just like you know. I would rather add like the the strawberries and cream one would be a better permanent lineup one. You know, there's yeah, lots of I other s- choices. I saw that these by the way when I was in Kinokinuya, and mm-hmm. like I I liked the way they looked. Yeah. yeah I oh, I have no them. problem with them. Oh, I think they're great. Yeah. I just think that entire post is funny because it's not just that pen. It's it's a bunch of other pens that are like, mm-hmm. yeah, those are those are very average Lamy Safari pens. And on an individual uh, basis, they're great, right? Yeah. In the context of the rest of the lineup, you know, they're not not some of the more popular ones. So I just thought that post was funny. Yeah, no big deal. I I'm actually glad they're expanding the base lineup because. In the Safari, the Safari base lineup gets no run, which actually I think it's probably a good choice to add in these colors because can can you name a current base lineup Safari color? Like, no. I mean, I know you're the last I, person I, I, I should ask. I have ask, no idea. What, there's what the, like, not even I can. You know, it's yeah. usually like the yellow, the red, the navy blue. Like, they're very boring because they do so many special editions. Um, so why not add in this mixture? So to that end, I think it's a it's a good decision. So um, it'll look good on the Lamy shelves, right? Like all the Lamy shelves are very, very cool looking, and those will be a, a good addition to that. So uh, anyway, I just thought that was a fun post. I saw that I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But like, I get it. Like, I I hope it is part of just like the regular stock lineup, and and not. Hopefully, they sold all of them out, and they're just making more for the stock lineup. So let's go with that. Let's go with that. All right, Mike. Let me ask you a question. Why can't I buy a refillable version of my favorite pen in the U.S.? Because they don't make it. <laughs> because we can't have nice things, Mike. Mm. Did you uh, did you get this article in your feeds before I uh, put it in the show notes? Or had no. you seen this article before? I, because I, it came no from sense. it came from the Verge, which is a pretty sizable site, mostly yeah. tech. Yeah, 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 mostly tech stuff. But as we found over the years of doing this, a lot of the uh, tech writers are very analog friendly, mm-hmm. right? So we always, you know, once or twice a year, we'll get the random stationary f- post from like the weird places that you wouldn't expect. So this was a very smart, uh, detailed article. This is someone who loves who loves stationary. So Elizabeth Lopato, who wrote this article, and she just went in on this 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 choice. Um, 
it's a definitely stationary people will look at this and just go, yeah, it's pretty easy to just, you know, we're in a worldwide marketplace, just go buy the pen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I put in a link to the show notes from the Cult Pen site. It's like, it just buy the pen over there it's not a big deal um but you know that wouldn't make for a good angst filled article so this is a pen the pilot um the pilot v7 high tech point is takes their popular v5 and v7 model the precise v7 and uses cartridges to refill it so we did a review on this back in like 2015 or so um it came to the U.S. for a minute and then just didn't didn't stick around. But apparently, Pilot has ramped up their recyclable lineup, which is called Be Green. And in the U.K. market, where I found this over at Cult Pens, you can buy. I I think it's kind of funny that you have to buy a dozen of these <laughs> to what? be eco friendly. Wait, <laughs> you hang on. Wait, <laughs> this is the <laughs> you. Can only buy a twelve pack of the refillable pen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that's great. madness. That's not even the worst of it, Mike. If you go to the B Green main page, they have the Pilot G two twelve pack packed with twelve Pilot G two refills as the B Green option. No change in the pen, no change in anything. It's literally just twelve pens and twelve refills. And it's the it's the most backwards, environmentally friendly thing I've ever seen. Way more than the V seven, the high tech point. The, yeah, the no, G2 this doesn't make is, any sense to me. Because the, the it's G2 like one is mad on the box. They're like it's seventy percent less CO two impact. Yeah, but yeah. I don't need twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Just send me one in an envelope. <laughs> That's great. That is, re- I mean, look, look, look. It's look. so good. I understand. Look, I can get my head into their head. This is no, for office supplies, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And so, if you're buying them for an office, you need more than one. Yeah. Right. Just- but the fact that this is the only way you can do it is crazy. <laughs> I need one pen and twelve cartridges. Then I'm uh, eco-friendly, Mike. I don't need I don't need twelve I know. pens and twelve refills. <laughs> I look. I I really had to like. Am I seeing what I'm seeing here? And I yes yes I am. But in <laughs> back to the original question, wow. you can get this. So these pens are really cool. And they fit all of Pilot's fountain pen cartridges in it. So you could get like the violet cartridges, you know, like you like for the M90, right? That car- cartridge would fit in this in this V7 barrel. Yeah. Um, so it's cool in that aspect. But yeah, um, the article, you know, as one does, you know, it's, you know, faux outrage, clickbait, just like I am over Lamy's, uh, <laughs> over Lamy putting the pastels in the product lineup. So we can all have fun with it. But yeah, yeah it you, makes can, sense. you like can get the, this pen. The the you author of the pen. article, Elizabeth Lopato, she does a lot of courtroom reporting for The Verge. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's going to be using pen and paper more than the typical Verge writer, I think. Yeah. So. And I appreciate the fact that they love a pen and they want to be able to refill it because... Historically, the precise lineup, the V5 and V7, the non-retractable versions that have been around for 30, 40 years are never, have never been refillable, yeah. right? It's one of the most popular pins in the world and it's never, it's never been a refillable option. So this is cool that they designed this. I do wish they would make it more easily available for Elizabeth and people around the world. 
um, also in less than <laughs> less than a twelve pack. <laughs> I, I'm gonna buy. I'm I'm gonna buy one of these, and then give a bunch of them away. I'll I'll see if I can email her and I'll I'll send her a few. So, but I I'm I'm totally gonna buy this because I I only have the one that I've had for we're going on like eight or nine years now, and I don't use it that much. Um, but it's a really it's a really cool pen. People ask about it all. People find my review of it all the time, and it's just not it's just not easily available. So I'm gonna buy a dozen of these and do something with the rest of them good stuff good stuff um (laughs) i've yeah it was one of those is like am i really seeing what i'm seeing right here and yes yes we are i will actually say i had that exact same thought for this next pen Uh, which which thought is that which thought is that am i seeing what i think i'm seeing yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, so this is the um, Novelure and the brand, the not the brand, the sub lineup of what this pen is, is the Ikaku, I-K-K-A-K-U lineup, which they started last year, I believe. So this is an interesting concept, and I, I'm thinking like from what you're thinking about right now, in that, hey... This is my entry level, second tier, third tier type of pen that is making a premium pen based on some of their original, you know, like lower price pens. Is that kind of what you're thinking here? Well, so I'll tell you my, I, I kind of have gone through a whole range of emotions here. So I, I opened <laughs> the link that you have to the Pen Chalet site and I saw the way the pen looked and I saw the image of the box underneath and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, wait a second. This looks like a very high-end product. And then I looked at Mm -hmm. the price, and it's $700. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, it is. And then I read it. I was like, oh, it's a Rushi. And I was like, this is fascinating. And then Mm -hmm. I refreshed myself by looking over the Narwhal product offerings again. And they have Mm -hmm. some really cool-looking ones. Like the Rushi one on their page looks incredible. And I thought to myself, hang on a minute. (laughs) Narwhal's (laughs) whole thing is that they're low prices like that's how i remember them coming onto the scene of like really nice pens for a low price and so like it's odd and interesting to me to see them now going to the kind of tippy top end yeah so and that is a i find that to be a curious decision and and i they've done i think half of the right thing which is that they created a sub-brand I don't think that Narvalor or Narwhal should be in this name at all. I think that is a mistake. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Like, this is such a huge departure, in my mind, from what we have known them for, that Mm -hmm. it feels to me like they should be separated, but who really wants to build a second company? I get it, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, these look really interesting and very good looking, so... I'm I'm very intrigued by it, but it was just like I've gone through a whole kind of range Mm -hmm. of emotions since I I looked at the imagery. Yeah, so a few brands have done this over the years where they have the products that they're known for and they'll do almost like a labs type or an experimental type or just a a premium uh, sub lineup of of their pins um one established company who's done this for decades is pilot right with the namiki lineup right so they have like a i don't want to say it's a clear delineation but they do try to 
that try feels to have a bit stronger line. As, a, as a line. Yeah, like, but it's also been around for decades, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, and you know, if if uh, Novelor is going to do this, you know, they're gonna have to start somehow. They do in the marketing of it lead with the sub brand name, right? The they're trying to push the Ikaku. Mm-hmm. Uh, brand like that's the name in the big text that's the name that leads the marketing so yeah and i will say like i i'm really happy they do have a sub brand right like while mm -hmm. while i say there's a little confusion i think they've if they're Mm -hmm. going to have done this which they've done they've done it the right way like yeah these should be these should be branded separately because they are so different Mm -hmm. and they started escalating some of their original Novelure brands, the um, the Nautilus, right? They started making mm-hmm. them with these really nice ebonites, right? The swirled ebonites and then the plated uh, clips and nibs and things like that. And then they had the special editions uh, where they would get different materials from different companies. So they have always been kind of like, you know, leaning this way with special editions. And then this one, they just took it up to like the, the highest step where they're going to have like, you know, artisans, you know, working on these pins in this case, Arushi and Rodden. They have previous, like the first version they did uh, was very um, uh, Rodden, um, you know, around the barrel more so than the Arushis. So yeah, it, it's really cool. It is to your point. That's where it makes the price come in funny right like and it's i don't think the price is good or bad like the price is fine i think the price is fair for like the amount of work what you're paying for in a pen like this is craftsmanship and time right so there is there is a charge uh that goes along with this so this is a 699 dollar pen and to your point you're saying well i'm used to my you know lower end Novelor pens, you know, why do I want this? And like, maybe you don't, maybe this is just a completely different market for this. So that's why I kind of wanted to, to just discuss this because I, it's a really interesting discussion, right? As far as brand expectations, marketing, um, the consumer's feel of the brand and, you know, a brand that's known for one thing doing a, a, a different thing. And is it the same market? Is it a completely different market? Like, I just find the whole thing fascinating. I don't, I don't have answers to any of those questions, but it's just like this whole test of like, all right, what is, what is this brand? What do they mean? Yeah. Um, I, I do think you're right that it's smart to have the separate brand. Um, it's so, the only way to uh, do it. Like m- one of my big questions here for you is like, are Navalor nibs good enough at a $700 price? What a good question. I, I, I was not expecting that question. Um, So let's talk about it. The reason why I put this in here is because they sent me one to yep. uh, on loan. They've loaned me one, the Scallion Green model, which I, I got to choose the model. We'll get to the why I chose the one I did here in a minute. Um, They loaned me one to review, and I'd never used one before. I'd seen the launch at last year's DC Pen Show of the Rodden one. And and I liked it, but I thought the and that one's even more expensive. I think that one's at least eight hundred, if not more. Yeah. Um and this this one's a little bit little bit less. And I I am glad I had the opportunity to use this pen. I really enjoy using it. The nib is a highlight, if I'm being perfectly honest. Okay. So it's a 14K gold nib in fine. So I chose fine. Uh it's 14K gold. And the way they do their nibs, the tipping is a little bit more squared off, which I enjoy 
right? Just their natural design is not like a, a round ball tip. It's more of a squ- smooth squared tip, which for me works really well. I have thoroughly enjoyed using this nib. And actually when I review this pen, I will be talking about the nib a lot because I like it so much. Just completely stock, like no change, no, like right out the box, no manipulation, didn't have to adjust anything, didn't have to smooth anything. It's really good. I really right. enjoy the nib. Um, and then the um, the finish of the barrel, which is, that's the initial selling point, like the Rushi. I like the style of this kind of gradient brush stroked Arushi. Um, it's not like super well-defined. It's kind of, you know, the, you, you can see different layers through the Arushi, which I really like. Um, I chose the green one for two reasons. One, the rodden on the cap, which is hard to see in the picture, shows up the most on the green one. So both the the um, both the red, the the vermilion one, and the um, the cinnabar. Uh, so the cinnabar red one, and then the vermilion one. You they have the same kind of rodden features, mm-hmm. but they're not as visible on there. Um, but the real reason. Uh, why I picked this one? Do you, can you pick it out, Mike? Can you do you know why? Do you know why I chose this one? If you looked at the pictures of all three of them together, uh, no. I mean, maybe it looks like an Aston Martin. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty sick. Uh, we can talk about liveries uh, next week. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, the the section is matching the barrel gradient. Oh, uh, I see. One. Yeah, okay. So the other ones yeah, are not. They don't. So the bear, uh, Yeah, I so see the grips, it now. The pen yeah. page didn't... I, I didn't know. You have to click until, on some of the smaller yeah. images to yeah. see it all together. Um, I think the Cinnabar is actually the best looking one. That's the pink and cream colored one. Yeah. But I didn't like the black section as much. Miss. That is a big <laughs> miss for me, right? Yeah. Like... You got you going with this big bold color, and then you uncap mm-hmm. it, and it's black. Like that's a yep. big miss. It really threw me off. It. it uh, I tell you lie, the thing that's weird off. to me about that, Brad. Like mm-hmm. particularly, it's almost like they prepared for it and couldn't get it over the line because the vermilion and the cinnabar, they mm-hmm. both have swirly like on the back. It's like swirled of colors, mm-hmm. and it goes to solid before the grip mm-hmm. section. So it's almost yep. like they wanted to make a solid grip section in solid color, either in cream for the Cinnabar or red for yeah. the Vermilion, but they didn't do it, which yeah. is very strange. Yeah, so the the transition is into the cap because then the cap transitions into the solid color and that's the only place where the rodden is. Yeah. Uh, so like the, the little sparkles of rodden are up towards the top. So that's the transition, but the tra- it, it's it, to me it's jarring and this is something I'll talk about in my review, that um, that that little bit, it really makes a huge difference to me in this pen, which is why I chose the black one so, or the, the green one. So, because I thought it flowed better. I thought like overall, um, it was the best aesthetic, even though like the Cinnabar one, I think it's the best color. And it also has like silver trim, which I think looks pretty neat. I just thought the green, I thought the scallion green was, was really good. So I find this interesting Yeah. in a million ways. Um, Mostly with the price, secondarily with the place in its lineup, but they they seem committed to this. This is like the third release of this this lineup, the Yakaku lineup, mm. at least at least it may I'm I may be selling them one short on that. 
Um, and I like it. And this is actually a lower price one compared to some of the other ones that they've done with uh, a lot of the rotten work in there. So I find it interesting. Uh, I'll have more thoughts on my review. This is going to be one of those reviews that sounds like my discussion right now. It's going to be just very like, what's going on here? Here's what I think. Um, and just kind of be like rambling. Like there's why I like this so much is there's so much to discuss about this one pen, right? Mm -hmm. This is why I like what I do so much because I have so much to say about this and a lot of it feels incoherent. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know, which is fun. It's fun to play with. So uh, look for that here in, uh, I don't know, probably a couple of weeks. I wanted some time with this uh, pen to yep. um, to spend with it because I haven't had anything like this from I them would before. I so. really like to see them, and I am going to be going to the London Pen Show in spring, in March. Nice. Because nice, nice, nice. the London Pen Shows are getting bigger and more exciting, and it seems yeah. like Narwhal are going to be there. So Good. Yeah, they've definitely traveled to a lot of the international shows. So, so I hope good. that they are, and I hope that they bring these because I want to take a look at them. Yep. That'll be great. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience, and sell your products, services, and the content that you create. Squarespace has everything you need all in one place. It's super easy to get started. And they're beautiful website templates. Squarespace has designs for every category and use case, and you can customize your look, update the content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want, so your idea, your brand, your business is going to stand out on every device. And it's so easy to customize these best-in-class website templates with Squarespace's next-generation website design system called Fluid Engine. You can customize every design detail with a reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. So you can stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. It's built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. And I mentioned you can add features to fit your needs. Maybe you want to add an online store. It's very easy to enable that on Squarespace. Whether you sell physical or digital goods, they have all of the tools that you need to start selling online. And this is exactly what Brad does. Brad has the blog over at Pen Addict and he wanted to add a store. You can add it. Simple. It's one of the things we both love about Squarespace. They have all of the features. And as your idea, as your business, as your brand grows, you can take advantage of the things you need. Even stuff like if you want to send out an email newsletter, they have Squarespace email campaigns too. Go and check this out for yourself today by going to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and use the code penaddict to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict when you decide to sign up and you'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. All right, Mike, let's hit uh, this one as TPA, and uh, we've been uh, going pretty long this week, but Yammering. I definitely want to get this one in, and this is a pretty uh, interesting question that I want to get some people's feedback on, and hopefully I'm not too late to get them an answer because it's been a couple weeks since I've had this, but I told them I would ask publicly because I did not know the answer, so I'll let you read it, and then we'll we'll discuss it. So this is from an anonymous submitter who says, unfortunately, we had uh, a house fire last week, Fortunately, we're all safe, including our two dogs. Very sorry to hear this news. Mm -hmm. My collection of about 200 pens didn't burn, but everything in the house is covered in soot. They are totaling or writing off all of the contents in the home, but we have the option of having a company take some special items to try and salvage them. 
I don't know if I should send the pens to this company, get reimbursed for them, or try to clean them myself. Have you ever heard of anyone in a similar situation and how they may have handled it? I would prefer to clean myself, but I don't know if the damage is already done from the acid and the soot. Thank you for any guidance you can provide or any direction you can steer me in. Yeah, so a, a lot to take in here first. Uh-huh. I'm glad everyone's okay, as as we all are. Um, but secondly, as I told told this person, is like I, I don't know, so I'm looking for feedback. So how can people reach us for feedback? If they want to email me directly, they can send it to hello at penaddict.com. If you've ever been in this situation, I'd like to hear from you. Or go to penaddictfeedback.com as well, and you can gotcha. send it in that way. So send that in. So my thoughts here. Um Obviously, you, you you just need to straight up get reimbursed for the pins, right? I think that's a no-brainer um, if that's an option. But then that still leaves you. You still have the pins and want to see if you could use them somehow. Well, and, my question. So I would say, having gone through an insurance thing before, if you take mm-hmm. a reimbursement, sometimes they take the item. That's possible, yeah. So like I had a yeah. laptop that got destroyed and we replaced it on insurance, like home insurance. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't let me keep the laptop, even though it was dead. Yeah. So, so maybe that's the kicker uh, here. I think right? that's what they would do. Right. So if you re- get reimbursed, you're getting, you're losing these pens, even though you're going to get. I don't even know that you can get made hold for that. Like insurance is a whole thing, but you'll you'll get some money for these pens, and you will no longer have the pens. So should you take the money, start from scratch, or should you try to manage cleaning them yourselves? what the technical aspects are in doing a good job in that and and getting them back to their original state i don't know which is the real question here um they would rather keep the pins i guess and not get the reimbursement is how i guess we're both reading this mm-hmm. but there's risk in that right like I, am i going to be able to do a good enough job to clean these so i'm really looking for anyone who's been in a situation like this and has ideas, suggestions, recommendations. I hope I'm not too late. I've had, I've, I told them I would ask publicly. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Um, but still, I would like to get some feedback on this and we can, we will follow up publicly for anyone else in, in this situation. When I, if I get some feedback on this, I will let everybody know. And I'll obviously definitely let this person know as quickly as I can. So if you have feedback or been in a situation like this, definitely reach out and let us know. Um, because I'm curious myself. This is, this is a tough situation for sure. Do do you have a sense for what you would want to do? Like if this happened to ah, you? That's a good question. I know it's such a hard thing to even imagine. So so I'm going to assume I'm in the exact same situation in that there is, envir- while there may not be fire damage to my pen collection, there is environmental damage, right, in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the reimbursement. Oh, really? You'd let go of it, though? You'd let go of all the I'm, I'm always going to have questions. If, if, like, if I can see, like, if I can see, like, visual, like, coverage on the pins of, like, layers of soot, um, that means there's probably smoke in there. Am I always going to question the situ, the status of this pen that I use? And I, and knowing myself, I probably would. 
right? Like I'm the type of person that if I open a notebook and there's a stray dot on the page, I turn to the next page, right? (laughs) So I'm thinking about it for myself. Will I ever be happy with my pens? And I will, but will I always, will there always be something lingering in the back of my head? I don't have anything I'm that attached on that I wouldn't be okay with refreshing a little bit. Even if it's, you know, I wouldn't may be made whole like 100%, you know, dollar wise, percentage wise. I mean, it's tough, I, I but would like try not everyone's not everyone's collections that. the same, right? Yeah. That's uh, that would be me. I I So look, this is just me, right? Mhm. For me that money is gone. Like that money is just gone. Right? This is a collection mm-hmm. that I've built over time. Mm-hmm. It's gone in my mind. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't and I've said this before, I do not consider my pens as retaining value. Like I've sure. never considered that. I don't like to think of my objects that way because then I don't use them the way that I want to. Concur. Right? Like the things that I collect they're for me, they're not for value holding. Mm-hmm. And so like I just feel like the to me, it would be more important if I clean them all myself. I could get half of them working again. That's mm-hmm. better than the money back. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough question. It's a, it's a good it's way to think about it. It's a horrible it thing to happen. Yeah. And I genuinely hope that that our listeners can provide some kind of guidance for mm-hmm. this person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like that question, like you have your collection of pens if, you know, in the unfortunate case, like the house is on fire in your home, are there, what five pens, you know, it's like one of those, you know, clickbaity things, what five pens mm. would you grab? And it's like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't so, know. So, penaddictfeedback.com if you have suggestions or hello at penaddict.com by email. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Thank you to Pen Chalet and Squarespace for the support. You can find Brad online at penaddict.com and he's at penaddict on all of the social medias, twitch.tv slash penaddict. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and you can find my work over at Cortex Brand as well as here on Relay FM. Thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>